Greetings and salutations. I'm Richard White, and this is the People You Meet Podcast. Today, I have a wonderful guest lined up for your listening pleasure, and I hope you enjoy her story as much as I do. Today, you'll meet Mignon Francois, the owner and founder of the Cupcake Collection in Nashville, Tennessee. She's a mother of many and a grandma to two. In a few short years, she's seen her business grow from her kitchen to world-renowned status. With that being said, in your own words, who is Mignon Francois? I just want to spend, I'm a person who wants to spend my life sprinkling people's day with joy, so that's who I am. Whenever I see Mignon around town, there's always a smile as bright as day on her face, and she couldn't be any nicer. Like the majority of Nashville, she's a transplant, but loves the city just as much as a native. I chose Nashville. A lot of people think that we came to Nashville because of the storm, but actually we made a choice to live in Nashville before Katrina ever pushed anyone out. There was a job opportunity here, and that's what brought our family to Nashville. We came here in 2004, because that was the year that my baby turned three. So yeah, we came here in 2004, and we've been here ever since. I love living in Nashville. The Nashville community has made me feel like they want me to be here. Um, I always tell people that I was New Orleans raised, but I'm Nashville made. And that means that what who I am is a result of the city that I grew up in, but what I did with that is a result of Nashville, Tennessee. A college professor once told me, necessity is the mother of invention. But for Mignon, it was a little more complicated than that. Um, the Cupcake Collection was born out of desperation, um, necessity, hunger. Um, I was looking for something that I could do to help make the ends meet. And I was always the room mom at school so that my kids could go on the field trip, hoping that they'd be able to get that field trip for free, you know, because we just couldn't afford that kind of stuff. We were living in an affluent part of the town where people were buying up properties and flipping them and raising the prices on them so that, that, that it became an affluent area of town that we were living in. And we were right next door to people who had plenty of money and we didn't have electricity and regular running water sometimes. So I was an avid uh, fan of a financial guru that's nationally syndicated. And he was always telling people to have a bake sale and live a debt-free life. And that was the stuff that my mother had taught us. And I wanted to feel, when I heard them screaming, we're debt-free, the first time that I flipped on the radio, because I always sort of gravitate towards talk radio because that's what I grew up on. Uh, I was looking for talk radio when I came to Nashville and I just stumbled on these people screaming, we're debt free. And I wanted to feel that feeling. So I began to hungrily listen to this guy and um, he was saying, have a bake sale, sell your kids. Well, I wanted to keep them, and so I figured I could have the bake sale instead of selling the kids, because I really like the kids, and um, I couldn't bake, not even out of a box. That's right. You heard that correctly. She couldn't even bake, but nevertheless, she persisted. But I heard God saying, all of your needs I'm going to supply, and you can do anything all things are possible for those who believe. And so I believed that I could start a business where my daughters who were baking all the time could bake it at night after school 
and I would sell it in the daytime. So I had this idea that I would take this one little small room in our house and just it would comprise the whole entire operation. But as soon as I got started looking for the information, the health department's requirements required that I have a bigger room because it just wouldn't fit everything I needed. And just as I was really getting the ball rolling on what I had gone to my daughters and talked about, my oldest daughter let me know, yeah, no, I'm not interested. I'm going back to New Orleans after I graduate. So without her, my baby daughter wasn't interested anymore. So by now I've put out a sign on the front of the house that says bakery coming soon. And I'm a woman of my word. I've told the whole entire world I'm about to open a bakery in this little three by three sign. (laughs) And I really believed that people had seen that and I had to come through with a bakery. And so I started studying, why do I need baking soda? Why do I need baking powder? Why do I sometimes need both? Why do sometimes they don't call for any? And I called my grandmother on the phone, who's an awesome baker. Um, And I said, Grandma, I need to make a cake. And she's like, open your hand. And she didn't have any formal recipes written down, but I understood what she meant because I had spent a lot of time with her. So I followed the recipe as best that I could that she had given me. And it was that moment that I had an aha moment, like a light bulb went off that everything I had studied at Xavier University as a pre-med student that I couldn't apply to the human body, which made me change my major later, um, I could apply it to food, that this was just science and that I could make scientific reactions. So when people ask me about me being a baker, I just tell them, I'm not really a baker, I'm a scientist. During this time, as things slowly started to fall in place, they also got tricky. There were issues with her mortgage company and mounting debt. So she reached out to an expert and he helped. As thankful as she was, it wasn't over yet, so she resorted to prayer. But I believe that God allowed it to happen that way so that I didn't give them the praise and glory for it, but that I knew that it was only him because only him that could have been the one to open the doors that opened at the last minute. And instead of losing our house to foreclosure, I was able to save it. It's amazing how things work out sometimes, but she wasn't out of the woods just yet. So we were drowning in debt and brokenness. We were losing everything that we had. He was saying, have a bake sale. I thought I could have a bake sale every day. I started working on that bake sale immediately. In the midst of working out, having that bake sale, I was losing the house. And it was just like two years I worked every day as if it were a job to get this bakery open with no money, no credit, no knowledge of the business, no knowledge of the product that I was going to sell. Um, so I was researching and learning and trying to live at the same time. And when we finally got the doors open, the house was going to be sold at auction in December. We opened the doors to the cupcake collection the November prior to that. So we knew that we were losing our house to foreclosure in a matter of a couple of weeks when we opened the doors to the cupcake collection. But we believe that if God is who he says he is, then I guess he better start doing what he says he can do. And I know that God's word tells me that if I test him and see if if what he says is real, then he's responsible for the outcome. Just try me and see. And so 
that's what I did. I was like, okay, God, well, I guess you better do your thing. Cause I've been out here doing what I feel you told me to do. And it's got to work. We'd lost things before we'd, we'd, we'd had to pick up our family and move before. So it wasn't like it was going to be the detriment of us as people. Um, but we were tired of losing our stuff. I was tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of my children moving from pillar to post. I'm tired of my children turning on faucets that water doesn't come out of. I'm tired of my children flicking on light switches that don't turn on lights. I have to do something different. And so I started to learn to bake and that baking freed me. The house did not foreclose. Um, We got a miraculous phone call from the mortgage company saying, you know, we have decided to change our mind on pursuing foreclosing on your house. Let us know what you can afford and we will set the mortgage to that. When I tell you God is who he says he is and he can do what he says he can do, what mortgage company calls and says, just tell us how much you can pay. For my people who need to take a praise break, pause this episode and go ahead and do what you got to do. I am now the proud owner of the Cupcake Collection home. I'm no longer in debt to that mortgage company. Um, And so while we purchased this home um, as a family, I am now the sole owner of it. The doors were open in 2008. It's been profitable ever since. And she's never looked back. We were profitable immediately because I would sell a cupcake and buy a spoon. I would sell six cupcakes and save the extra, save a little bit of extra, buy some ingredients. And then with the extra that I say, I remember it was a celebration when I got to go to Sam's one day and buy my first mixer. I bought a KitchenAid mixer and I thought that my bakery was going to be lined with KitchenAid mixers along the walls. And that was my plan for it. Um, but I didn't know that God had a bigger plan for me. And now all I can use KitchenAid mixers for are making mousses and fillings. Um, because the mixer that I mix with, I could actually climb on the inside of it. (laughs) So, (laughs) but it was a celebration when we went to the store and bought a KitchenAid mixer. Okay. My bad y'all had to do it. I had saved up about $250 to get that thing. And that's the way I purchased everything at the Cupcake Collection. I went to auctions. I saved my money. I bartered for stuff. I took used things. I don't think I've ever had anything brand new except that KitchenAid mixer. (laughs) As much as this sounds like an overnight success story, it wasn't. A lot of people say that, you know, oh, it it just took off. It didn't. I I remember opening the doors and thinking that people were going to be running in here because everybody knew about it and there had been a coming soon sign for two years. So now we finally got open. Surely they're going to be here and they weren't. And I was having, there were days I made $17 for the whole day, $11 for the whole day. And I remember um, getting ready to complain about that. And I said, wait a minute, whatever happened is not a surprise to God. So anything that came, he knew about it. So I'm going to be grateful. It was then that I started having $50 days. I started having $100 days. My children would get out of school and go pass out flyers. They'd see people walking down the street and say, hey, my mom makes the best cupcakes in the city. Then it became the best cupcakes in the state, the best cupcakes in the country, best cupcakes in the world. And I think that's just a testament to when you speak what you seek, 
you will see what you said. And my little boy was 15 and he would every day that he would get off school would come and go flyer everything that he could flyer. And he wanted one day to grow up and get his law degree so that he could protect his mom and her business. And right now he's applying to law school. <laughs> By the way, her son just got a job offer and is headed to Texas for law school. Another key piece of the cupcake collection coming to light, her kids. They invested their time and their talent, but more than anything, their time so that I could do this. In the beginning, my children didn't even get paid. We had a tip jar that they made for me on the night before I opened the store. And they had decorated an old pickle jar and brought it to me hidden behind their back. And they said, we want people to honor you for your work. And so they showed me a tip jar and I cried my eyes out. But I, I made a deal with them. I said, whatever people put in this tip jar will always be yours. And so people began to know that those tips were for those kids and that they worked for those tips. And that's all they worked for. People would stop by this house and drop 20s in there. There was a lady one time that came in here and dropped $90 in that tip jar. Didn't even get a cupcake. Um, because they knew that those tips belonged to those kids and they were working hard for, they would sweep the store. They would do all the dishes after school, whatever. And they, they got pretty compensated <laughs> for, for all that they were doing. So I wouldn't, people often say that, you know, a thing was an overnight success and that's just never true. Like we've been out here grinding for a really long time. And when my business turns nine on November the 9th, 2017, I will have been at this for 11 years. And so people see what you do and they want that too. But are they willing to put in what you put in to get where you get out? And honestly, a lot of times that answer isn't always yes. But it was her children going out and putting up flyers and welcoming new neighbors with cupcakes. And in turn, she got them hooked. And they'd be shocked that somebody just made them something to say, I'm glad you're here. And those people would turn around and come and order more because they would be addicted. <laughs> and they were like, what did you do to me? And I'm like, all I did was stir some love in it. And if love conquers all, that's got to include calories. So I tell people that's why we're also, <laughs> we're also maintaining over here eating cupcakes every day. <laughs> when you ask any entrepreneur what's the biggest lesson they've learned through the process of starting a business, Depending on the day, you can get a different answer. But for Mignon, it was a no-brainer. I would say that there is a thin line between what looks like crazy and Jesus. That spirit on the inside of you that says, go do this. And you're like, ooh, that sounds so crazy. But then you actually go and do it. And it feeds you. That's what I did. I did what looked like crazy. I went in the kitchen when I don't know what I'm doing. I made a recipe for success. And it not only is it feeding me, it feeds other people. So we have a scholarship that we fund in our name at Tennessee State University. I, speaking of, I got to make sure I send that check in. <laughs> and I've, I've had desire to expand that to the rest of the universities that are on my corridor here in North Nashville. And we, we, help kids make ends meet. We buy books for people. We have sent, we, we, we've taken our team 
on dream trips because they wanted to see the beach and they never saw the beach. So I loaded my entire team in, in cars to Miami and we caught a cruise liner to the Bahamas. I'm like, if you want to see the ocean and you want to see the beach, I'm taking you to real beach because they'd never seen it before because they were that amazing at their job. And I wanted to let them know that I appreciated them. And that's what working at the cupcake collection looks like, because I want to make people feel like I appreciate them, but I require a whole lot out of the people that are members of my team. So to whom a lot is given, a lot is required. But wait, there's more. I think if I was going to give you one more thing that I want people to know is that don't ever be afraid of where you have to start. You just got to start. Like you don't have to have everything you need in order to begin that just in the mere fact of beginning, everything else will fall into place. I opened the cupcake collection with a dorm size refrigerator because it would fit a gallon of milk, a stick of butter and in a a carton of eggs. That's all I needed to pass inspection, to be able to keep them at the right temperature and to be able to house enough for the day. I remember when I got enough money to go buy a refrigerator that I got off Craigslist from Memphis. It was a commercial refrigerator that a bakery that was closing was selling for $400. That could have been a disaster. It could have been a fluke. It could have been a scam, but it was real. And somebody just wanted somebody else to get a good refrigerator. And the guy was like, well, it needs this and that. When we got it here, it worked perfectly fine. So when what I've learned is that your faith is currency that will perform for you more than money. Money has no value. Money is just paper that's been printed on, which makes it no different from any other paper that you print on. So if I take a, if I take a piece of paper out of my computer printer and go down to the hardware store and try to buy anything with it, that's not going to get me anything, but yet I take a dollar and it will get me something. That's because we put our faith in the dollar. We've seen it perform. So we put our faith in it, that it will do what it needs to do. But faith works like that in all realms. And so when you operate in faith, it's currency and it'll perform. And that's what I want people to know. Ladies and gentlemen, Mignon Francois. Quick note, in September, the Cupcake Collection opened up a second location in New Orleans. You know, just in case you couldn't make it to Nashville. And if you want to reach out to Mignon or even try some of their cupcakes, head to thecupcakecollection.com. This podcast wouldn't be anything without you, so don't be a stranger and feel free to reach out to me at tpympod at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and follow us on Twitter and Instagram while you're at it. My theme music is from Mark Henry Beats. Images are by Evan White. And another special thanks to Mignon Francois. Finally, remember this. Don't be good, be great. Talk to y'all soon.